Antonio Mergus' first job was making pizzas for Domino's. He went from making pizzas to being a franchise owner and one of the most successful Domino's franchise owners in Tennessee. He joins Charlie Kuhn and Katie Gamble and shares his true American success story of going from making pizzas to being the boss. All on this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. So in talking about Domino's, I think it's important to point out to people because they see all the national marketing stuff that our Domino's are locally owned by this gentleman right here. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a locally owned business. Yep. October 6, 2008 is when I first franchised. You did one? Uh, two. Two at that time. Yeah. Madison Street and Fort Campbell Boulevard. Um, ask Antonio how many jobs he's ever had in his entire life. How many? One. <laughs> so I've been in 2008, in, well, you got your first job? No, not in 2008. In August of um, 1998, I started with Domino's Pizza. I had worked a couple other pizza places before that. Yeah. But since I've been an adult, you know, that was freshman year of college. I started at Wilmer Rudolph, and I've been there since. 21 years later. You know, I've probably known you that long just from coming in there because I used to live over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would whip into Domino's. Yeah, I ran that store from about 99 till about 2005. Wow. Then I became a supervisor for the franchise till about 07, and then that's when I took the leap. You know, I know we're going to go a lot of, we know Antonio well, and we're going to go a lot of directions probably Mm -hmm. in this conversation. Probably all over the place. But I'm going to jump in. Okay. I'm going to jump right in. And the work you do with our community, the giving that you do, and I can't even begin to scratch the surface on that, you know, your involvement with the Education Foundation. Tell us about why why are you involved in the community? Why do you give so much? Well, it was it all started with one of my old supervisors. When I first, I was 19 years old general manager and um, I always found a disconnect between a brand and a community yeah Um, so I started giving to schools and my supervisor came in and told me to stop doing that because she said it only accounts for a three percent sales increase in your business and that we were trying to get a bigger increase in that and I've always disagreed with her on that so on my business plan when I started and I obtained my first loan, that was part of my, my thing. I said, I'm, I'm going to connect the brand to the community and I'm going to be generous and giving. And I want a face to the brand because a lot of people don't understand, you know, Domino's will always be there. Antonio will not. Yeah. Right. So I always talk about it is important for me to be there and people understand like, hey, my dollars are staying local, this guy's in the community. Um, But I've always, you know, in a way hypothesized, excuse me. um, It's a big word for me too. Yeah, um, the fact that if you take a brand and you connect it with the community, it just creates a really, really big monster. Yeah. You know, and it and it really takes off. People want to do business with people they think care, and, and caring for the community sends that message. Right, right. And you know, there's marketing involved in that, but it's just all you know. Me and my wife, we come from nothing. You know, we were two kids, fell in love. Um, 
you know, she owned the business for several, you know, for about 14 years. She still does hair. And, you know, I'm, I'm a manager at heart. So when I got this opportunity, I really just took off and ran with it. Yeah. And I'm able to make decisions and not be questioned because I'm the boss. Yeah. So um, I, I think it's just, it's a great opportunity that I'm, you know, I'm, I've been put in a position of where I can do it. So I just choose to, yeah. you know, a lot of people don't. Um, but I just want to be known in this community as a, as a good guy that, takes care of his people yeah and i think profit is important to stay alive keep yeah. your business alive but i think you know it, it's like church tithing and everything else when you give and give and give it'll come back to yeah. you right and and I, I love watching you do that and you don't necessarily have to answer this question but you probably give away thousands of pizzas a year i don't even know i mean it's just amazing to me. It doesn't seem like much because it's pizza. Everybody likes right. pizza, but, but just it's feeding people—it's just—it's amazing to me. Yeah, and I mean, it's—it—it it can take a toll sometimes on the bottom line. So managing it, um, we have to do a really good job at it. Yeah. But um, it comes back in more ways than none. And there's some truth to that. Mm. Um, the more I give, the more I get in return. Um, but right now, just in the school system, if you count the gift certificates that I give away for the small pizzas, we probably give away over 15,000 pizzas a year. Wow. Just in the school system. Yeah. Now, not all of them get redeemed, but, you know, they have the opportunity for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, it's a big expense um, to manage. But I basically allocate the food expense into my marketing expense. So it kind of balances out, if you yeah, know what I, I mean. You. I got you. That's awesome. So Antonio, in my opinion, has one of the true American dream stories. And you probably didn't realize because he's just so, we communicate so well that English is his second language. Did you know that? I did not know that. You didn't know that? No. I was born in Columbia. Really? Tennessee. <laughs> Were you born in Columbia, Tennessee? Yeah, Murray County, February 9th, 1979. National Pizza Day, February 9th. Is it really? Yes. Oh, yes. that's awesome. Yes, didn't we didn't it? talk about that um, before, but yeah, I was born in on National Pizza Day. Uh, I'm a Union Carbide, U-Car baby. Yeah. So they had a plant in Puerto Rico, and then they had one in Colombia for years. Yeah. Um, so my dad was doing work in Colombia while I came out into this world. And then we moved back to Puerto Rico till 1989. So I was about 10 years old, fifth grade. And we moved to Cleveland, Ohio. Um, lived there for about four years. Yeah. And that's where I learned and, English. And when you moved there, did you speak English? No, not at all. And he got thrown into the school system. Yeah. Not in, speaking English. In Cleveland? In Cleveland, Strongsville, okay. Ohio. Okay. Tell him the story you told me yesterday because it really touched my heart about your, you know, going into school in February and not being able to speak English. Remember you told me they wanted to hold you back because yeah. of it. Share yeah. that story with Charlie because it's so, beautiful. So, you know, my not knowing any English, it was hard because you would go to school and you wouldn't understand a thing. The only thing I would understand is math class because math is a universal language. Yeah. But other than that, for about three months, I went to school and just listened yeah you know listen to gibberish yeah and not understanding you know but it was a great school system chapman elementary school 
Um, I had parents that would stay with me and help me um, learn, you know, and we went to after school classes for adults, um, you know, and, and at the end of that year, my principal wanted to hold me back to, you know, give me some time to get accustomed to the language. And I begged my mother, you know, I was like, please don't. Cause I was a big kid as it was, yeah. you know, I was one of the biggest kids in the class. And I said, I'm already having a tough time. Cause the kids thought my accent was funny. Yeah. So the teachers would try to help me and make me stand up and say words in class. Every time I would talk, they would laugh. So one time I was telling Katie one time, I just took off running from the school and yeah. ran home. You know, because I was just so frustrated. So my mom takes me back and they're like, hey, we got this girl that knows how to speak Spanish. You know, let's communicate with them. And, you know, I was just overwhelmed and just and all she knew how to say is, do you want a slice of pizza? Pizza's been a part of your life from the yeah. very beginning. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So luckily. Going on pizza day. Yeah. Luckily they didn't. And that summer I worked so hard and I was probably speaking English by the end of that summer. Um, but one of the ways that my dad forced me to learn is we would go out to eat and I had to order my own dinner in English. Yeah. Yeah. So he forced me into speaking English and he's like, I don't care how it sounds. Just, you got to do it. If you want to eat, you got to do it. So it's hard to believe here in Utah that he, this oh, is yeah. the second language. Yeah. He speaks English better than I do for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, and I was so young and I got four brothers. They're all older. I'm the youngest out of five. And as you see my other brothers, the, the older ones have a bigger accent than yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, and I've been in the States so long that, you know, I just adopted English as a first language. Yeah. You know, we don't we don't speak Spanish at home and even my parents, um, you know, just to try to help out. But kind of ties in where Domino's comes in. I always struggle with English, you know, and going into college. I, I really had struggled with English and I had, you know, you take a softball class, you got to write an essay. Yeah. Right. You take any kind of class, you write an essay. So I didn't really like college, you know, and, and found this job at Domino's and I just could not believe I could make money doing what I was doing. Yeah. It was probably the easiest job I've ever had in my life. It was simple to me. So I, uh, stopped going to school to pursue the general manager position and I'm still here. Yeah. Isn't that a beautiful That's a, story? That is. And it, when he was telling me that story, you know, we hear stories that even today, kids come into our school system, we don't speak English, but, and I'm sure the teachers understand the struggle, but I had never thought of it until you shared with me about getting so frustrated, he literally took out a class and ran home. Yeah. So, so if you were going to give advice to someone who's thinking about working for themselves or starting their own business or buying a business, what, what would you say to somebody? Well, I mean, a lot of business fail, not because of a person failing, but because they fail to take that leap. So I meet a lot of people all the time that have interest in doing a business, but when it comes down time to actually taking that leap, that insecurity, yeah. insecurity of not knowing what the future is going to hold, yeah. holds a lot of people back from doing 
a business and doing it and, and, and taking that leap. So, I mean, my advice is you got to get over those fears and take that leap if you want the ultimate yeah. success. Um, I see a lot of people that have smart ideas, have great work ethic, but they that insecurity of not knowing if you're going to make money, not yeah. knowing you know if it's going to fail or, or or not. The fear of failure holds people back. Yeah. And, and it's so unfortunate to see that all the time because, you know, as, as an entrepreneur, I had no fear, you know, I mean, I bought two stores losing six or $8,000 a month, you know, with $50,000 to my name, I had six months to make it or break it. Yeah. But I knew in my abilities as an operator, you know, and, and being in this market that I could turn it around and I did, you know, it took me a, a year. But, I, you know, that first year is really hard. But after that, it gets a little bit easier. Yeah. It's been fun to watch. Yeah. It's, it's fun to watch you and the engagement you have in the community when, you know, when he opens a, a, a new store and, you know, had Ryan and Gretchen come out there and, you and make pizzas. pizzas. Yeah, we mm -hmm. made a pizza. Making an Antonio special next time, apparently. Apparently. Yeah. 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 But it's, it's cool how, you know, just that you're willing to be involved because I've asked you for things before and you have, I hope you don't start now, but he has never said no. He's like, let me, let's figure it out. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, and I try to within my means, you know, and yeah. unfortunately, you know, I, I have to pick and choose my battles. Sure. Right. Um, cause he's told me no that before. Yeah. Well, the way you talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot easier to say no to Katie than, than you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. No, we're good. Friends. Well, that's too we but, fun. You know, I, I started that a while back because I wanted to do some kind of new grand opening. Like I, I wanted to do something nobody else does. And, and I said, you know, let's, let's go, let's go with the hundred percent give back. You know, yeah. and I tried that, you know, just because I'm like, I'm opening a business. This is a one-time event, mm. you know, I'm never going to get to open that same store again. Yeah. So let's, let's think outside of the box. And I tell you what, the first time I did it, it got so much publicity that the CEO yeah. took notice because it got so much social media exposure yeah. that I got an email the next day from the CEO, you know, congratulating yeah. me and the way I represent the brand. And it had gotten all the way to him. And I was that's like, whoa. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's too It's cool. a nice accolade. accolade. Yeah. I got to help be part of the last one and help plan it. And it was a lot of fun. And it was just such a great idea and great concept. And I just appreciate you letting me be a part of it because um, it's kind of fun to help plan it. You know what yeah. I mean? How are you yeah. going to get that word out there? How yeah. are you going to let people know? So you alluded earlier um, to, you know, six for now. Six for now. Um, we may not be able to tell you the next or he would have to kill you. No, I'm not no, looking for details. I mean, no. you know, I mean. Uh, I'm probably going to be at 10 stores by the end of this year. Yeah. Um, all in Montgomery County? No, 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 no. Okay. All in, um, my next venture is I, I, my sixth store is in Columbia, Tennessee. Oh, okay. I got you. Um, so I got the phone call about that opportunity and they said, sleep on it. Let me know. And I said, I don't need to sleep on it. I'm doing it. Yeah. They were like, why? And I said, it's where I was born. Yeah. Yeah. On, so pizza, I got, day. on pizza day. On pizza day. Right. So they're like, all right. So that one's going well. And, um, looking at acquiring three more, um, here in the, the 
next near future. Yeah. And then I'm planning on building one by the end of this year. Um, so that would put me at 10. And then if Domino's had their way, I'd be at 15 in the next three years. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, my way is smart growth, not try to overextend myself. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Um, I tell you, you know, once I went, once I built that four store, that's when it started getting really fun. Cause the more stores you have, the more opportunity you have for people uh-huh. and the more employee pool you have. Um, you know, part of my struggle in the beginning was when I had two stores, there wasn't that much opportunity. Yeah. You know, those manager positions didn't come often, you know? Um, so it, it was, a. Uh, it's fun having more because believe it or not, it gets easier. People are like, how do you manage all these restaurants? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's, it becomes a little bit easier when you have more, um, because you have people to oversee your managers and then you have more opportunity. And, and, and in my world, you know, the thing I, I sell to my people is, is the dream, you know, like, mm-hmm. Hey, I was just like you, mm-hmm. you know, 90% of us at Domino's were, managers or drivers to starting out um so that's that's what we have to sell at dominoes and you know those there's people that come in and say hey i just want it from a resume you know i'm you know and i'm like okay that's fine give me like four years there's people that are lifelonger dominoes you know so my dream is to produce an owner in the next five yeah. years. Oh, that's beautiful. That's really cool. Yeah. How, how many employees do you have throughout your six store? Uh, I would say anywhere around 200 employees. Oh, that's a good amount. People, you know, you think of a small that's business. That's a lot. You of don't employees. think of, you, know, you think of 10 per store mm-hmm. or something, but it right. takes a lot of people to run a store. Oh yeah, it does. It does. And especially with the success we've been having, you know, you know, like four years ago, you would run one manager in the morning and one driver. Yeah. Now we're running two to three managers and four drivers. Yeah. You know, just for a lunch. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a good problem to have. And and you know, the economy's great, but you know, with a good economy, everybody has a job. Yeah. It's so hard. Yeah. We're we're struggling just like any other business to find people, but what we're focusing on is retention yeah. rather than acquisition of employees. Um, so we're working really hard to retain the one we have um, just because it's become a little bit more of a, you know, competitive environment and, yeah. you know, and it's, it's, it's good, good, good problem to have good times in Clarksville. Clarksville is growing. That is a good problem to have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Antonio, thank you for coming in and chatting with us today. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I am too. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I just want to make the best of my opportunity while I have this platform. And, you know, I don't ever take it for granted how lucky I am. Um, I'm blessed beyond belief to be able to franchise in my hometown. Mm -hmm. And that's what was important to me. You know, that doesn't ever happen to have that connection and, and build a business in your own community. So, you know, it's it's really cool. Well, you've, um, I can tell that you appreciate it by the nature of how you give back so much. Yeah. It's so. a good town. It's a good town. Yep. Well, thank you again for coming in and joining us. All right. Anytime. Thank That's you. It. Clarksville's Conversation. Subscribe now on your favorite podcasting app so you don't miss a single conversation.